morning and welcome to worship here at our Savior's Lutheran Church on this second Sunday of Easter. Welcome to those of you joining us on our radio broadcast, those of you who are watching on our YouTube channel, and those of you who are listening to our service as a podcast. However you have found your way here to join us for worship, we are glad you have done so. Today, we also welcome our OSL Bell Choir, who will be providing special music for us during communion. Thank you to that group and to Merlin Audi, the conductor. I remind you that there is a bulletin available for this service on our website. You can download that and uh, follow along and sing along as you wish. You can find that on the online worship page on our website at oslme.com. In preparation for worship this morning, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and some wine or juice so that you can celebrate Holy Communion with us just a little later on in our worship service this morning. Today, our worship service begins with the Thanksgiving for baptism. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new, leading us from death to life, from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth, like rains to our thirsting earth, like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness. Send us companions on our journey as we share your life. Make us one, risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts. Shower us with light. To you be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, now and forever. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn, Now the Green Blade Rises, hymn number 379.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, with joy we celebrate the day of our Lord's resurrection. By the grace of Christ among us, enable us to show the power of the resurrection in all that we say and do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we join our Director of Children and Family Ministry, Denise Vick, for a children's message. Good morning and welcome to the second Sunday in Easter. Today's World Bible Story is about the beginnings of the church. Did you know that the first churches didn't use the word Christians? They called themselves believers. Our story today is titled Share Everything and is found on page 242 in our World Story Bible. So listen along as I read you that story. The first Christians were believers who started forming church families. Men and women, boys and girls, were all eager to learn about Jesus together. Jesus wants us to love each other, one believer said. He said we should love others like God loves us. The people in the church family nodded. They worked hard to show love to everyone. What about sharing? A little boy asked. Jesus taught us to share everything, said the older man. He told his followers to share with people in need. What could we share? A woman asked. The believers shared with each other. Now they looked for what they could share with people outside their church family. The little boy ran into the room holding a pair of sandals. These are too small for me. We can share them with another boy. A young girl held out a small bundle. We baked bread this morning. We can share with someone who is hungry. A man laid a hammer and nails on the table. We have tools for building. We can share with people who need to fix things. The believers gave away all kinds of things, clothing, food, and money too. Every believer found something important to share inside and outside their church family. Wow, could you imagine sharing everything? Toys, clothes, food, money. For some of us, sharing comes naturally. It's just part of our DNA. We find ourselves willing to share almost anything. For others, the act of sharing is more difficult. It's something that isn't hardwired into how we think or how we live. So this lesson is more for those difficult sharers. You see, sharing and giving is something that you need to learn. So in order to learn it, you need to practice it. And I suggest we start small. Maybe go through your toys and make three piles. One, keep things that you love, that you use a lot. The second pile, things to give to people that you know who would enjoy them or that need new toys. And third, the pile that, of toys that are still working, but that you've outgrown. Now with the first pile, you keep those toys, right? With the second pile, you give those away. And that third pile, you donate to a local charity or business like Hope Gospel or Goodwill. They will take those toys, clean them up, 
and sell them and use that money to do good works in the community. Next, head to another part of your house and do the same thing. It's important for us to go through our possessions every once in a while and rethink their usefulness and importance. Once something is no longer needed by you, like let's say you have a baby sister who has recently been potty trained and you have a huge box of diapers. Well, you no longer need those diapers, but they are much needed by someone else. So donate them or give them away. Now let's talk about money. Giving away our money, it can be very difficult. We know how hard we work to earn that money so we feel like we should keep it all to ourselves. Well, is that really being a good Christian or believer? God sent his only son Jesus to us and we crucified him. God sacrificed Jesus so that we could have a direct relationship with him. The only way to God is through Jesus. If he can make that sacrifice, can't we make sacrifices as well? Well, sure we can. It just takes practice. So kids, let's say you earn $20 a month in allowance or you earn $20 babysitting. I suggest that you immediately take 10% out or $2 of that money and set it aside as offering. Now that can be to your church or it can be to any charity that you feel called to share your money with, like to the Humane Society because you have a love of animals or to the Butterfly Closet because you have a friend in foster care and you know that the Butterfly Closet provided them with clothes and backpack and backpack and other items that they needed when they needed it, right? You're still left with $18. That is still a lot of money. You can do all the things that you were wanting to do with that money. Plus, you are now not tempted to spend that additional $2, are you? Out of sight, out of mind is what I like to call it. Plus, you know that you are doing God's work out in the world. It's called first fruits giving. You give out of your offering at the beginning and not out of what is left over at the end. I challenge you all to try it. Start small, maybe with things that you have in your home, closet or your toy box. Think, think about those who have little, imagine them asking you for a toy, which one would you give them? Take it out of the box and put it in the donation box. Think of another person asking you for some clothes that fit them and you go to your closet and you take out five, five items and you put them in the box. Look in your wallet. Imagine someone asking you for some gas money. Take that money out of your wallet and put it aside for an offering. The next time that you go to your wallet, you won't even notice that missing money that you took out. Trust me when I tell you, you won't miss the toys that you took out, the clothes that you donated, or the money that you put into offering. Plus, you will be acting as God wants us to act. He wants us to share inside and outside the church. 
I end this with new news. If you didn't get the chance to read your monthly scope, I suggest you go to your email, find it, and open it. There is a new ministry here at OSL starting at the end of this month called the Little Free Pantry. Our building committee has already built the pantry and is getting ready to install it outside of our parking lot. Inside will be items stocked that are free to take for those in need. Beth Mason, one of our moms here at OSL, is the lead on this ministry outside our walls and is looking for both volunteers to keep it stocked weekly, and she's looking for people to donate the items that we will keep stocked inside this little free pantry. Items such as small peanut butter jars, granola bars, toothpaste, paper towels, laundry detergent, toothbrushes, diapers. For a full list of items that they are looking for, Go to your scope. They are all listed there. So let's say you're a part of a Boy Scout troop or a Girl Scout troop or any school group that's looking for a school project. I'd suggest putting together a way to collect items or money to support this little free pantry. Or that $2 that you took out of your $20. Give that money to the church with a note that says it's for the little free pantry and they'll turn that $2 into the needed items for our community. Just think of the good that your donations will do to those in need all around our church. It's how we as a church community of believers can share just like those very first believers did. Let's end this time in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing me with all that I have. Help me to be more like those early believers and share all that I have with others. It is in his name that we share these things. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from the book of Acts. While the apostles testified to others about the resurrection of Jesus, the early Christian community shared what they owned or sold their possessions to help their fellow believers who were in need. A reading from Acts. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. We sing together our gospel acclamation, the Celtic Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to John. 
Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who will have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you in the name of our risen Lord on this second Sunday of Easter. As we hear again the story that we hear every year on this second Sunday of Easter, every year we hear the story as told in John's Gospel after Jesus' resurrection where the disciples are huddled behind locked doors for fear of the Jews which is sort of interesting as they themselves were Jewish, as was Jesus, their Lord, Jewish too. Yes, however, fear for their safety was understandable. Jesus was just crucified after all. But I sort of wonder what else they might have been afraid of. For they had heard the rumors of Jesus' resurrection, the empty tomb, Mary Magdalene meeting the risen Jesus in the garden. Maybe, maybe they were just as afraid of the possibility that what Mary said was true, as they were fearful that it wasn't. What if Jesus really was alive? They had abandoned him, denied him. Their inaction must have made them feel so small. And yet, it is exactly into the midst of all of their deepest fears, their most profound sense of failure and hopelessness that Jesus comes and breathes peace. With his broken body, he enters their locked doors. He shows up and said, says, peace be with you. With no judgment, no disappointment, just the breath of the Holy Spirit. In the story of creation, God breathes life into human beings. And now Jesus breathes peace into the midst of his disciples' fear, into their doubt, into their hopelessness or sense of failure. 
No wonder we hear this story every year. I, for one, need it. I need this good news to breathe life and hope and forgiveness into me. I need it to remind me that my fears, my doubts, my failures will not, cannot close Jesus off from me, cannot lock Jesus out from breathing new life and peace into me. But more than that, this story we hear every year also commends to us Thomas. Thomas, who was not initially with the rest of the disciples who were in hiding, maybe because he was just a little bit braver than the rest. So Thomas only hears about Jesus' appearance secondhand from the rest of the disciples. And so Thomas names his uncertainties. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger in the mark and my hand in his side, I will not believe. And then a week later, Thomas does just that. But for his hesitance, Thomas earns the nickname Doubting Thomas, chided throughout history for his need to see and touch and witness Jesus. But honestly, as I've shared many times before, I think Thomas gets a bad rap. I actually appreciate him for his honesty. And I tend to agree with the author Anne Lamott, who once said, the opposite of faith is not doubt, it's certainty. The opposite of faith is not doubt, it's certainty. I know that's a rather jarring thought, but let it sink in for a minute. For isn't faith not entirely faith without an element of taking a leap into something that seems sort of impossible and yet still somehow also profoundly true? Faith that is truly alive acknowledges our doubts and uncertainties. Thomas was just honest about his struggles, about his fears, about his doubts. And I am grateful for him, for his witness, and for the response especially that Jesus gives. To Thomas, Jesus shows the same patience and peace-breathing promise that Jesus gave all of his disciples. Peace be with you. Nadia Boltzweber, a well-known Lutheran theologian who enjoys a little sarcasm and shock value, says that it's a wonder we managed to recite the Apostles' Creed without having our fingers crossed behind our backs. When we really think about the words we confess, wow, I have uncertainties, even as I hold fast to those promises. Nadia goes on to say that it that's why faith at its core is a communal practice, for there is power and blessing in a faith community that believes for us when we're unable to believe every bit of what we profess. It's okay because we're not trying to believe all of it on our own. While I might be struggling with one thing or you might be struggling with another, we support each other each reciting and believing and singing and praying on behalf of not only ourselves, but also each other. When we find ourselves at the limits of our belief, our community believes for us. I love that. Our community believes for us. Our community is brave for us sometimes too. When we are overcome with fear or doubt, 
our community has faith for us. The late William Sloan Coffin, who was a pastor and civil rights champion, once wrote, the primary task of religion is to help people think straight because you can't think straight with a heart full of fear. Fear seeks safety, not truth. Fear diminishes our thinking, but a heart full of love does the opposite. It opens us up, limbers up our minds to think more clearly. I love that too. And I would add that a faith community enacts what our religion and theology teaches us. Skeptics of religion might claim that faith leads people away from rational thought. And yes, we have witnessed this to be true sometimes in our world. But faith that is honest, that makes room for our doubts and our uncertainties, faith that truly seeks not to be just self-serving, such communal faith helps to free us from our fears. Those fears that stifle us, diminish us, that lock us up behind closed doors. For God shows up through our community. God shows up here today in our virtual worship. God shows up in the word of scripture through our neighbors standing six feet away from us in our front yard, in the prayers our community offers for us, in the faith they hold for us too. God shows up in the broken body of Christ that is the church, in you, in me, in us, together. There have been many times this past year that I have felt small in the face of my fears, fears during this pandemic about how I'm less able to care for people the way I'm used to, fears about what our congregation will look like when we can be physically back together again, fears about having the energy and creativity and stamina to do this job well, fears about being healthy myself while doing it. I have plenty of fears, but thankfully so often, the broken body of Christ shows up through the people I love, through my colleagues and through you, the members of OSL, and the Holy Spirit breathes with the reminder that we are in this together. We are the broken body of Christ for each other and for our world. No matter what changes around us, that is who we are. Jesus bore the scars of death, and so do we. We have all faced our own little and big deaths along the way, but no failure or success will change God's promises for us or God's presence among us for the Holy Spirit breathes in us and through us. When Jesus says to Thomas, do not doubt, but believe, in the original Greek, he is saying, do not become unbelieving, but become more believing. Do not become distrusting, but become more trusting. Jesus directs Thomas and all of us into deeper relationship with God, into deeper relationship with one another. That is what faith is. And belief, as Jesus speaks of it, is not ascribing to particular doctrines or creeds or ideas. Belief is engaging in the relationship, 
engaging and practicing our faith together. Peace be with you, Jesus says. Okay, one more little Greek lesson. Peace is with you. That's really what Jesus says in the Greek. It's not just a suggestion. It's a proclamation. Jesus doesn't just wish us peace. He becomes it. In effect, he says, you are and always will be connected to me. You are and always will be connected to one another. So hold on. Name your fears so they don't enslave you. Admit them to your companions along the way because every burden shared is a burden lifted and faith that is shared will hold on to us too. In the name of Christ, amen. We sing together our hymn of the day, that Easter day with joy was bright, hymn number 384. Spirit, we bring our prayers before God, who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. After each petition, we sing, The Lord is my song, hymn number 751. Loving God, we thank you for 
for the grace you shower upon us and upon your church. Unite the whole church on earth so that with one heart it testifies to the resurrection of Jesus Christ with boldness, love, and generosity. Creating God, we thank you for the blessings of new life. Like dew upon the mountains, refresh your creation. Restore waters, cleanse the air, and provide revitalizing moisture to parched land. And teach us to be mindful stewards of the earth, that your whole creation may benefit from the promise of new life and new growth. We pray to the Lord.
Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to share a sign of peace with those with whom you are gathered as we send our greetings to you and as we greet one another here. Peace. At this time, we would like to share a Ministry Matters moment about a Luther Park workday, and we invite Ted and Mary Benson and Amy Eitram to do so. Ted, what are you doing? What's going on here? Oh, hi, Amy. Well, I'm just kind of getting the chainsaw ready. I'm going to get the log splitter ready to go. Go uh, where? Well, this time it's not firewood for our fireplace, <laughs> but uh, every year Luther Park Bible Camp has an annual spring work day. Oh yeah. That's coming up on Saturday, April 24th, okay. and it runs all day from 8.30 to 4.30, and they feed everybody lunch in the middle of the day. It's a great time to come and enjoy the Bible Camp, but also help get ready for all the things that need to get done before the summer begins. Like what kind of work projects are there going to be? Oh, there's both indoor and outdoor work projects, maintenance, cleaning. Uh, but the big thing is last year due to the pandemic, the camp wasn't open. Right. So they still haven't gone back to clean up after the big windstorm oh. that blew down all kinds of trees in 2019. Yeah. So there's firewood to be cut and split and stacked. There are all kinds of trails and nature trails and ropes courses where the brush has to be cleared off of the trail sure. and the frisbee golf course has a bunch of clutter on it that has to be cleaned up okay. so there's things for all ages um, if they come with work clothes and work gloves and are ready to help out we can put them to work awesome that sounds like fun yeah so we hope you're able to join us for a fun day of work up at Luther Park. They're going to give us a free lunch, so go to this website and sign up so they know how many meals to prepare. Lutherpark.org slash spring workday. Thank you for your continued generosity, for your spirit of sharing and caring and loving the neighbors that we have that are in need. Thank you for your gifts of time and talent and for your gift of resources as we continue the ministry that Jesus has begun among us here. And of course, that work is ongoing. We welcome your offering to OSL and to our shared ministry. You may send your offering to our church office, or you can use the online giving option that you'll find on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, now would be a good time to go and gather some bread and grab some wine and juice for the celebration of Holy Communion as we sing together our offertory. Let us talents and tongues employ. Hymn number 674, we sing verse 1.
Let us pray. God of love, you call us beloved children and welcome us to your table. Receive our lives and the gifts we offer. Abide with us and send us in service to a suffering world for the sake of your beloved child, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The broken body of Christ meets us in this meal this day with grace and love. Receive these promises in this bread and wine. The body of Christ is given for you. The blood of Christ is shed for you. As you celebrate Holy Communion this morning, we welcome our OSL Bells, who share special music with us. They'll be sharing Jesus Shall Reign.
The body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Wellspring of joy through this meal, you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you go now into the rest of this Sabbath day, receive this blessing. May our glorious God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know and to love the risen Lord Jesus, the God of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. I want to share with you, the ministers of OSL, a couple of announcements. You may have heard that OSL will be installing a little free pantry in the coming weeks, or at least I hope you have heard that news. If you would like to help steward the pantry, to help stock and to maintain it, I encourage you to reach out and connect with Beth Mason. Or if you would like to donate food for the pantry, you can find a list of requested items, as well as a short list of items we cannot accept. Um, you'll find that list in the April scope, and you'll find some information on the In Our Community page on our website, which you'll find under the Serving tab. Well, the April showers of this past week will no doubt be bringing us some May flowers, and I have some good news for all you flower gardeners. You can purchase flowers this year through a fundraiser that will help support scholarships for kids who will be attending VBS or who will be going to camp this summer. The flower fundraiser is all online through Gertens, and you can find all of the information that you need to order your flowers in the April scope or by contacting Denise Fitt. Finally, I remind you that if you have any prayer concerns or if you wish to speak with one of our pastors or our parish nurses or any of our staff, you can find all of our contact information on our website, and we would be delighted to connect and to talk with you. I invite you now to join us in singing our sending hymn, Hallelujah, We Sing Your Praises, hymn number 535.
Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in peace. Share the good news. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia.